Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. I will tell you, uh, the I, I did tweet out something that got the most likes I've ever had on Twitter, though. It's not the most retweets, but it's the most likes. And it was the, the whole discourse around women fucking, like getting back at their boyfriends by fucking other people. Yeah. Right? Or just fucking people in general to get back at them, being like, you know, I was like, bullied. And, yeah, I, was bullied and, I was bullied in third grade, and so... You know, I fucked my bully, and that showed him. And I said, uh, I quote tweeted this girl, and it said, when I found out my ex was cheating on me, I fucked the dude that killed his brother. <laughs> and I said, something's seriously wrong with women on Twitter recently. But ladies, if you want to get back at your boyfriend, period, my DMs are open. And I, I put the cool guy emoji, 34 mm-hmm. likes. Not bad, dude. Good Hell job. Yeah. yeah, and I was, like, pretty impressed because that was the most likes like, I, I think I've ever gotten on something. That's a way to capitalize on on Twitter discourse right there. I mean, I had like uh fucking what's her face? The trans girl uh live. She Liv, liked yeah. it. Yeah, I had her like it. I had like really? uh, I, yeah, I had Hell two yeah. e girls like it. It was interesting. He had Trump like it, got Bernie Sanders Dude, on there. I I said this uh well uh previously with someone I was involved with. She had yeah. one of her tweet get liked by Liv and like a reply too. And I was like I've been a, I I was right a dedicated live reply guy. I was always like good good tweet queen. Good job. no, not really, but I would like reply to her shit. And, yeah, and this is like I don't know. It feels like stealing valor from me. It's like I was doing I, and like I you know and she's like you like some of my stuff replied, but I was like you know I want to get fucking projected out there, man. I I, I feel stuff. that I feel that with um what's her name Allison. Right, like the she just Balsam, recently got yeah. back on Twitter. Allison Balsam, like I, yeah. fo- dude, I constantly follow her and unfollow her because, like, I just want to get that follow. <laughs> like that's the problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I follow her and I like, like sometimes, she, like every once in a while, she'll like my shit, and then she'll just be like, like I'll say something and she won't fucking like it, and I'm like, you, I was like, you motherfucker, and then I'll like I'll unfollow her. <laughs> can't relate she um when she got back on i followed her and she followed me back immediately so see that's 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 really nice yeah i i, I want that that that's the hope and uh you know it's the, the the change that i hope to see in the world honestly i think i think my most liked t- tweet of all time was the tweet i made with the photoshop come town image with cuomo that was so funny like, that, that, that made me like like laugh out. That was so funny. You got you got a like by uh, Meg, the the e girl from Texas. Yeah, right? like, she. Uh, but it was like a week after I originally posted. It was just randomly came across yeah. because I got a lot of likes from it because Posting Menace retweeted it. Yes. I'm not sure if Cognitarians did, but Posting Menace like yeah. projected it into the ether, and a lot of his fans liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you, Posting Menace, for the clout. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but as whenever I, I know this is old news and I, for, I think we may have already talked about this, but the Cuomo wall, the mask wall, yeah. have we talked about this in the pod yet? No, we, pod. we actually didn't No, We just, we should, let's it. just quickly talk about that. Um, so the first thing that popped in my head is what the fuck? Like 
in a time of crisis, you're taking granted the people sending you masks, you wouldn't actually be able to send them out to other people or medical workers. Like, but the gesture was people were trying to pitch in. And my first instinct is not to create modern art and then show it off (laughs) to the world and be like, Oh wow. I really appreciate it. Cause it's, it's like making a tampon wall. Like, if everybody sent you a bunch of used tampons, you don't put that into a an art exhibit in the middle of a, a crisis. You know, it's just it well, felt gross. Well, no, it was it was just like that. Those masks should have been distributed, you know, among people, right? Because like they were just people were sending like it wasn't like uh, people were sending used masks or whatever. It was literally just masks that they had that they were sending in, and, and that those masks were getting distributed to the healthcare workers in New York. But the problem was that he was just like. Andrew Cuomo was like eating his spaghetti and meatballs, you know, and was like, hey, you know, it would be fucking good over here. We could just fucking take a picture, you know, and he just fucking put all that shit behind him and take a picture, a photo off. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, this is like how much time? Like, what fucking intern? What poor, like, little 14 year old Mexican girl intern that he's like probably on the down low, like, you know, Having sex with or whatever, okay. not having sex. No. Right, that, yeah. Okay. That's right. Listen, all politicians are pedophiles. We've already. I agree. That yeah. yeah. So, like, what fucking little intern and just like sitting there, like piling them up into a closet, right? And then, like, of course, Josh, you decided, you know what? Fuck this. We're gonna we're gonna actually expose the truth. And it, you put the picture of the cum boys on there, which is fantastic. And that was a great tweet. That was one of the best tweets I've, I've probably seen ever. Yeah, wow, my, my, I appreciate that, Matt. That means a lot. My input is that is macabre. Like it's really like that's the word I could use to to mm-hmm. describe it. Just, just it felt like a like a like I don't know. Like it was reminiscent of like when like you'll see like uh, whatever a grave marked by like a rifle with a helmet on it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it felt like. Like look at all these look at all these masks from people. Like it just felt like. I don't know, gross. And it's like, again, yeah, like how much time did they take to put this together instead of immediately, like, like take a fucking if they, picture if they put, if they put us people. Like, if they put us three to work on that, if they put us three to work on that, it would take us like probably, like at the very least three hours couple, to do. I don't know, a couple days. Like, no, I don't okay. know about a couple days. It would take us like, pro- it would take us a couple, I, I honestly think it would take us like at, at the very least a couple hours, which I, could be used to distribute the masks. I think the main point is that it's is totally sending the wrong message. It's it's saying it's like even if it didn't take a long time, it doesn't matter. It's just this is resources and this is time that could have been spent actually dealing with this issue while people are dying on mass and you're making this nice display, which which, you know, it's like it's the typical liberal mindset, right? It's this. That's what they do, you know. Instead of actually trying to fix the problems, they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll make this nice aesthetic piece." Um, like, it just felt so. I was like, "Well, of course, of course, that's what he's focusing everything on." You know, he's yeah. focusing all all hands on deck for the no, mass aesthetics. wall. Aesthetics, well, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, exactly. That's like thing, yeah. like the aesthetics, be. aesthetics have just been like the prevail i mean obviously it's been the prevailing like kind of liberal fucking mindset or whatever right but like i mean it look at okay so look at so you have the masks thing with cuomo 
right? And then you have like before that you had like the imagine like after three days of quarantine, the celebrities lost their goddamn fucking minds and decide to sing Imagine with each other. And then you have the mass thing with Cuomo. And now you have this video of like the celebrity females like just fighting each other or whatever. Right? Taking five, like just beating each other, like like fight, like kung fuing each other or whatever, making sound effects and all this shit. That was a and thing. Yes, yes. And I, um, there's the yeah. Who's in it? Uh, dude, everybody. Like literally fucking everybody. <laughs> Yeah, Florence Pugh's in it. That's the only one that I know because she was in like a uh, sports bra or whatever. Anyway, long story long. <laughs> uh, they were all like pretending to fight. Uh, Posting Minutes actually said that he was he posted the thing, like the link, and he was like, I could beat them all up. Yeah, that was funny. And I, no, he I post saw that, that today? I didn't see the video, but I saw him post that. Yeah, Yeah. so so yeah, it was a video that was posted today, and it was like all the actresses like, hey, here, here's um, you know, here's all of us fighting each other right quote-unquote fighting each other and, and like you know social distancing or whatever because we're bored of shit and it's like they're such like narcissists that people have to just like they have to have someone constantly watch them you know 24 7 and, and, and i don't know it's just I mean, aesthetic it is politics a, it is a unique like what's he doing what is this oh, you're oh that's the link, link. Okay. i just put the link in the yeah, chat like, the so fuck? you can watch it later um I was gonna say, yeah, the the Cuomo thing, the the ma- the the mask, the wall of mask, um, like Cuomo's whole thing, like the the stuff around him is that he just and this we saw this um like when like like the fucking Bush put out like a video saying, you know, just doing what every fucking thing now does is go, you know, this is a time of coming together in the face of crisis. We know we we you know like every commercial is like we here at Toyota know that you're working hard to deal with this and we want to say we're here for you so enjoy zero percent APR on your financing your fucking SUV or whatever but like people just want someone to like appear like it really is just surface level stuff it's like Cuomo just speaks in such a way that people god he's so leadership and all this shit right he just goes mr president i'm we need science not not rhetoric in this moment and people go fuck yes please put him in power and also i want him to fuck me um and and if you look at what's actually happening it's like new york especially new york city is like it's the worst right now like there it's the it's the like it's anything like it's just an utter like failure in terms of like dealing with the with the virus so far and 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 the worst in the sense not just in the united states but one of the worst in the world you know it's like the epicenter right now like yeah even like even like compared to like china where it originated it's worse than that so like all people like like the whole city could die in droves and just basically be emptied right but as long as cuomo is just going up there and going donald j trump more like donald uh dumbass who can't do he's a cheeto and they'll be like fuck oh my god can you they're like can you imagine having him power it's like people in new york don't have to imagine they're dealing with it right now as he cuts medicaid and is working with bill gates to turn probably turn all the new york schools into like fucking microsoft like like brainwashing centers where like every kid will be like brought in and circumcised and then fed to bill gates 
Yeah, Bill Gates eats their uh, uh he, sir, the, he eats the fucking foreskin. Yeah. Did you guys um see just a little side tangent? I want to get back to Cuomo, but like, did you guys see that Elon Musk and what's her face had the kid named it Elon like Musk. E equals MC squared or whatever? Elon no Musk fucking way. Is yes, he's been having. I don't know what the fuck it was. Like the name was ridiculous. It was like, are you seriously naming your kid this? It was. It was a, literally a math equation. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. I don't know how to pronounce it. It was so fucking ridiculous, though. And I'm like, yeah, this is something that this fucking idiot would do. You see, every time he says something stupid, I just reply to him. I said, I just always say, shut up, space bitch, because he's so stupid. Yeah, shut up, science bitch. Um, no, he's been having a real normal one. Like, even, like leading into this uh, month, he was just like literally having. Yes. Yeah. What is that? X. That's her like, name. X A E A minus twelve must. Well, the A E is that's like a letter in like whatever like Greek. I say, like, is it or is it like I thought it was like Scandinavian or something. I mean Greek. All all the math letters are Greek. So A is a E named Ash from originally a ligature representing the Latin, uh, and it's now in. Danish, Norwegian, Icelandic. So it's like a it's like Latin origin, and then now I think modern is like Scandinavian languages use it. But anyway, yeah, he's not okay. The, basically, no, 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 no. Like dumbass, stupid name aside, um, he's been like had that tweet thread where he basically like we're talking about like celebrities losing their mind. Elon Musk is like like clawing his own like throat out. Like he can't stand like. The fact that not only is he in lockdown with his um, that, fucking that guy, you know, that, that guy's a fucking he's straight up like a retard and he's just like straight up like it's so weird because like everyone hails him as this like genius like rocket man or whatever and he's just like so fucking stupid like it's not even funny like it's so like I knew a guy who was like Elon Musk just like he fucking would lick this dude's fucking balls. Like, he'd just be like, Elon Musk is so incredible that he's actually helping humanity. And, like, you should read, like, his fucking autobiography or whatever. Like, he just came from nothing, you know, even though he, he benefited from apartheid. And just, his like... family owned a, a emerald mine. Yes. And, and the thing is, it's not just that. It's, like, Elon Musk, like, like, people are just saying, oh, this man's, like, the next fucking, like, innovative genius. And this dude just, like, literally the only thing this guy has done has built shit that has fucked up. Like, this dude has never, and, like, used other people to build it. Like, this yeah. dude has never built, like, anything that, like, actually fucking worked. He was like, you know what, SpaceX, we're gonna fucking fly to Mars. That shit hasn't fucking happened yet. He's like, we're gonna build this underground tunnel, like, the speed rail or whatever, and people are like, what if there's a caveman? He's like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking stupid. Like, let me not even think about that. And he called that guy, like, a pedophile or whatever, and then fucking, like, <laughs> completely fucked up. Like, oh, oh, well, let's just fucking man these little tiny fucking submarines. And people are like, what about, like, the kids rescuing? And he's like, oh, I didn't fucking think about that. And they didn't fucking work. Like, this dude literally builds shit that doesn't work. Is so fucking stupid. Is constantly like being fined for like insider trading by like yeah. tweeting out like, "Uh oh, like I think the stock market should be whatever." And then people are like, "What the fuck, dude? My fucking SpaceX stock went down. <laughs> I lost ten thousand dollars or hundred thousand dollars in the fucking stock market because you tweeted." It's like no shit because this dude is so fucking stupid. Listen, I don't know what it is with fucking scientists. Like like famous scientists, but famous scientists are the stupidest fucking people you'll ever meet. 
Well, the thing is, the thing is, these quote unquote famous scientists that are in, you know, the media, they're not the ones on the ground doing actual research. Like real science isn't sexy and isn't publicity. Like the people hard at work who are the actual geniuses are in labs and these think takes and they're behind walls. They're not in the public. And so these people like Elon's not a fucking scientist. He's a he's a capitalist. Like that's the only thing we can say about him is he has money. You know, he he created what PayPal? That was his his darling thing. Yeah, he um yeah, PayPal was like what basically got him his like, fortune. He he benefited from the internet boom, right? So what that was was kind of leading into like, you know, late, like basically when the internet is like, people are actually realizing that this is like, could be like a viable, um, like, like place to like make money out of, like put through ads or whatever. Right. And, you know, he creates something like he co-found something like PayPal and benefits from like all this money being poured into that sector. So something like PayPal gets like value, like it basically benefits from valuation. So someone saying this, and this is what's going on like Silicon Valley now. It's like someone saying, oh, this venture, I think it's going to be worth, is, is worth this much. This is what it's going to produce, right? However many billions. And so um, I think I was trying to say, yeah, so at the time it was acquired. So eBay acquires PayPal, acquired PayPal from him in 2002. And um, it sold for about $1.5 billion. And that basically comes from the fact that its shares were valued that much. Not that it was like producing, like even like what's even like approaching that level of like money it was making. It's just someone said uh, the stocks right now, as it stands, they're worth $1.5 billion. Gimme. And so eBay did. And I, I feel like people don't realize that that's what, that's what he made his money from, really, is that, is PayPal. It being bought away from him. And just imagine if PayPal was still under him. Like, it would probably suck and be shitty right now. It, but he got bought away from him. So. My, my, my main point, really quick, Matt. My main point is people view Elon as, as, as like you said, a science bitch, you know? But he's not a scientist. He pays engineers and pays people to design mm-hmm. shit and then gets all the credit as this innovator and thinker, you know, just like fucking Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs wasn't making that shit. He was paying people to make it and I, reaping he, all the benefits. There was a guy. Remember when I told you guys that I felt really disappointed because I was like drunk as fuck and debating with this guy who was like an Ayn Rand fan, right? Remember when I told, talked about this? I felt like so stupid because I was uh, like. It's vaguely familiar, but go ahead and just retell it really quick. Okay, so like I was out at this bar, we were doing karaoke or not, we were doing trivia and I was getting like fucked up, dude. Like I was drinking so fucking much. And there was this guy that comes and he was like pretty sober. He started drink, drinking too, but he was like a huge Ayn Rand guy. He, he fucking loved Atlas Shrugged. Like that was his shit. And he's yeah. explaining like, well, what's wrong with capitalism? Capitalism rewards people who, who are innovative. I said, no, it doesn't. I said, um, Jeff Bezos didn't invent the computer. I said, he didn't invent books. He didn't invent anything. I said, Jeff Bezos just happened to be in the right place at the right time, start selling books online and bada bing, bada boom. He fucking is the richest man on earth. Right. I said, and the same thing with like Steve Jobs. I said, Steve Jobs is like the, the fucking, literally the pinnacle 
of like this whole myth that he's a self-made man. I say, no, he's not. As he's just chilling in his fucking in his fucking garage, and then his buddy invents a, a computer. He didn't invent the computer; he invented a type of computer. And Steve Jobs capitalized off of it and fucked his buddy over, and then got it. He's like, yeah. well, well, doesn't that mean he's smart? I said, no, it doesn't mean he's smart at all. I said, it's literally, he was in the right place at the right fucking time. I said, it was like ninety-eight percent fucking luck and two percent. I'm going to step on this dude's throat. I said, that's how capitalism works. And that, that was the whole that was the whole thing, and 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 I felt dumb because I was getting mad and I was drunk as fuck. So mm-hmm. we were debating, and he was kind of like I was kind of losing the rest of the table because they were like, "Oh, Matt's just getting mad, right?" But but right. Uh, long story long, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, you know, people think that Elon Musk is this self-made fucking like genius philanthropist, whatever the fuck, the real life Tony Stark or whatever, and he just he makes the dumbest decisions. Like, he's he's like he's just like a guy who is internet famous, right? He's, he's a guy who's internet famous, but also is like a bajillionaire. Like those like are epic, the, He's an epic science guy. So he is, he is late epic science, man. He is like epic science. dude. And, and any, like, like just understanding that everything he like has a hand in, uh, in some type of way, uh, I think reveals his like, just, basically bumbling incompetence like right but like the teslas are like the cars themselves are like you know a very expensive so like like what annoys me is people be like spacex and this it's like spacex sells their fucking they make rocket engines and they sell them privately a lot of times mm-hmm. like military like 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 it's not for the advancement of humanity it's to make money selling fucking rocket engines the other shit it's a side piece it's it's pr moves it's to be like we're going to try to like get to mars not because that's cool or whatever i mean uh-huh. musk himself thinks it'd be cool to have like a fucking harem on mars i assume well, to be well like, musk, oh, musk the thing is like musk doesn't the thing is most people think musk wants to like save us from this dying earth and take us to Mars. But no, that's not it at all. He wants to like literally be like a Dune villain. Right. And fucking like <laughs> yeah. take the rich people to fucking like, it'd be like Rapture or whatever from Bioshock. He wants to take yeah. all the rich people to Mars and have them like, like procreate or whatever. And then he wants like all the poor people to die on this fucking burning earth that he created. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like it's, it's like a super fantasy of people to leave the earth because like we, we, the thing is like, Mark Fisher, right? We always talk about him. Like we can imagine the end of the earth, literally the end of the earth before we imagine the end of capitalism. So we can't imagine overthrowing an economic system before we imagine us literally bleeding like, the planet dry yeah. and then flying to Mars. But the problem is like, you think that's going to happen, but that's not what's going to happen. Like literally the only people who are going to like leave earth. If, if like we ever, if earth is uninhabitable and we can inhabit other planets the only people who are going to leave Earth, it's going to be like fucking Snowpiercer. It's going to be or, like the or rich, Elysium. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be the rich people leaving Earth, and then all, all those poor people just fucking dying on this burning fucking planet that they that they exploited for their fucking gain. Yeah, I forget. And that's the thing. So Elon Musk, right? Like, goes back to uh, like the whole aesthetic thing, right? Like he's he's completely aesthetic. He says, "I want to go to Mars," and so they think, "I want to go to Mars too," because I fucking hate it here. And he posts like like anime memes and they're like, yes, oh, we like exactly. anime. Yeah, he's, we like he's anime. one of us. We're just we're just like him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so someone, it, it, I forget which comedian it was, but uh, I was watching this one comedian. He's like, 
when we get to Mars, the N word's totally coming back because imagine you're the first black guy to go to Mars. You the the second oh. you step on the planet, they're like N word, and they're like, hey, you you can't say that. He's like, who's gonna stop us? So like he's like, you know, I feel I feel bad for the first black guy to go to Mars because you're gonna get oh, like, yeah. it's gonna be so bad for you. Yeah. I mean, it probably won't be any. I mean, honestly, like these super rich fucking people would probably be like, honestly, they're like, to be honest, if we go to fucking Mars, they will they will bring back fucking uh, what is it? Phrenology. They'll bring back phrenology. Just 100 percent. They'll be like, look at the the Anglo skull is just the smarter skull. That's why we're the richest. Right. Like like the fucking they'll even be like <laughs> they'll even be racist against the Irish again. They'll be like the Irish are an inferior race. No, I, Matt, that's like. A good point because I think they'll come up with anything to entertain themselves. Because like, yes. if we if we know anything, like like the the class of like rich folks we have here are like have like no internal lives or any sort of drive. Like, it's sort of their existence is to accumulate capital, and it's like that's why with this quarantine, it's like they're so bored. Like they have nothing like going on on the inside to like keep them going so if you keep them away from the, like their you know their party or their you know like parties their their business ventures all that stuff and you just like okay you have yourself right now so do something with that and they're like fuck no <laughs> like like I, I would rather you know whatever film myself singing a song with like other rich people or like do like this weirdly choreographed fight with them then like you know read a book right like so if they get up there and it's just them it's just rich people they're literally going to be like okay within a week we're like gonna like you know bring back like you know again like yeah race theory like we're gonna separate ourselves we're like the good nordic stock right they've got the the angular like Irish skulls that have no business being here on our colony. Yeah, dude, it's like, um, oh my god, like those fucking people, dude. And, and, and honestly, so we're talking about. I want to like again, like divulge, like this. I'm gonna go everywhere today. It's Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Mexican. I honestly, <laughs> did not even think about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I was drinking margaritas and fajita, eating fajitas, okay? Um, so talking about, like, racism and shit reminded me of, like, I, I want to talk about Matt Chrisman's, uh, his whole, oh, like, his, Marxism, his, his drunk Marxism thing. Yeah. Um, so I, you guys, I sent it to you guys. Did you, guys, did you guys watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, did you watch no, it, I didn't Cole? watch it. You didn't watch didn't it, Cole? Watch it. No. Okay, but you saw my comment, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, I wanted to I wanted to get you guys' opinion before I hopped in. Uh, well, since Cole, you didn't watch it. Like, I don't know if you saw any secondhand like comments or whatever about it. But... I, I did. I I saw mostly the reaction to it. So, okay. And no, oh. like obviously, I'm going to be my take on it will be influenced by that. But yeah. So so give me y'all's reaction to it. I want to I want to hear y'all's reaction upon either no. a. Yeah, We're talking yeah, about the whole he's talking about like Marx and you have these this pyramid and you're building top of the pyramid, that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he Matt Chrisman was talking about how Marx never addressed like he said Marx died and he left us with dialectics. 
or whatever. That's what he, or class struggle. Incorrect. And he's like, oh, we never, he never got beyond that. And so now we have to, you know, add on to Marxism. That's why it's, it's, it's not enough as in its current state, like just Marx by itself. Um, and as someone who hasn't read Marx or Hegel and doesn't really understand like the whole background behind dialectics and behind class, you know, Marx's class struggle theory. Um, and then I asked you, Matt, about it. And, and what you explained to me was, well, the, the problem is he's creating like this false analogy that doesn't even it doesn't even work. And that like racism, it's not that racism is built on top of the class struggle. I'm like we have to keep adding to the pyramid. It's that it's all wrapped up already in yeah. class struggle and it's in racism. Within it. Yeah, racism is just a reflection of within class struggle, you know, um, and so. To me, it was like, okay, maybe this guy, it, it, one, it's Chapo, and people put so much like stock into Chapo for some yeah. reason, and it, they're just a podcast. It's because they make and, a, it's because they make a million dollars a month, and they do make a lot of money, and that's like fine. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's like it's also okay for them to be wrong and for us yeah. to, to criticize them and call them out. Yeah. Um, but and just yeah. because they have a very successful podcast doesn't make them immune to that. I think on some level they know that. Um, I'm. I haven't seen if Matt's responded to any of his criticism at all. Um, I imagine but, if he did, it was very normal and not, and not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most of the the the, pro- the biggest problem with like most of the Chapo people, right? Like, especially like when you get into like again, like actual you know Marxist analysis or Marxist thought, is that like again, like. It, it's it's the irony it's the inherent irony and in like a marxist a marxist podcast making like a yeah. million dollars a month right and i mean obviously like uh posting this had a great thing and he said uh he said women who are mad that caroline calloway is making two hundred thirty eight thousand dollars a month on only fans yeah are the are the exact same as guys who have podcasts who are mad at making who are mad at chapo making a million dollars a month then, right and i uh, think yeah. like I think that yeah, like that um I think that like obviously is true right and I said well like what about a guy who who was mad at both and he's like you're a stand up dude and I was like thanks posting minutes we love you <laughs> shouts out to posting minutes but but no like so so the whole thing is like I think I think um we we expect at least a person that like one of the foremost marxist thinkers right i'm using bernie quotes here marxist thinkers that we have i feel like we we expect him to at least understand what he's talking about right and, and when people who have like a baseline reading of marx go and they say no like you're inherently fucking wrong then i think like i think that is grounds of criticism right because like obviously like you said josh not everyone's gonna get it right the first time but to get it so wrong is it, it especially as a proclaimed Marxist and a person who, who honestly has like a halfway decent political understanding. Yeah. Right. You think like to get it so wrong doesn't make any sense. And I think it, it's right to point that mm-hmm. out and be like, wait a minute, you guys, this is your job. Like it's literally your job mm-hmm. to like know this. Shit. Yeah. True. True. Um, um, well, and I think, I, I oh, think good. the biggest thing. So like Josh, like you were saying, right. So, so, what what Matt Chrisman did is he he's, he explains it that he said he said like Marxism's a pyramid right and he has like three different levels he said okay so Marx got dialectics from Hegel right 
So that's the bottom of the pyramid. We got dialectics. It's a, it's a way of like discussing and viewing the world, right? He said, and through dialectics, he achieved dialectical materialism, right? And dialectical materialism is the way of like ascribing. Um, it, it's, it's another way of seeing the world. He said, above that's historical materialism. And above that's class consciousness, right? It's a four-pronged pyramid is what he says. Which, again, if we're, even if we're using the analogy, that's fucking wrong. Historical materialism isn't above dialectical materialism. Dialectical yeah. materialism is literally ascribed to historical materialism, right? So we, we look yeah. at history through dialectical materialism, right? And he said, like, class consciousness is the, 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 the top of the pyramid, right? Which isn't true at all, right? Yeah. Like, literally, dialectical, like, so, <laughs> so we get dialectics from Hegel, right? Hegel, Hegel explains, like, Hegelian dialectics is, um, right, it's thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, right? So he says that... Real quick, yes, go ahead. just like go ahead. while we're talking about Hegel, fucking, I, I watched this video of it's like in Fallout New Vegas, right? There's the the faction Caesar's Legion, right, and the guy mm -hmm. at the head of it, who's like basically this like scholar who, while like looking through, basically comes to the opinion that he should recreate the Legion to bring order to like the post-apocalyptic world, right? And okay. He's explaining to your character what his thing is, right? And so, like, the other kind of big faction he's going up against is the New California Republic, right? Which he's saying this is just a reflection of, like, the old, um, the old like, failing American system, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm bringing this to destroy them, right? It's not personal animus. It's Hegelian dialectics. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> and I was like, and you have an option to be like, what's, what's dialectics? And he explains, like, very basically just, like, yeah, like dialectics. It's like something, you know, it's like thesis, right? Uh, antithesis. I'm the antithesis to the Republic, so I'm going to destroy it. And then through that, we'll get synthesis. And I was like, this is like, like <laughs> very, like, like a, a good way to like sum this up. This, I was like, this is, I did, never knew this was in fucking ba New Vegas, a game yeah. from 2010. Like, yeah, so. Anyway. Yeah, Heigl is super fucking dense. I don't recommend anyone read him, especially Phenomenology of the Spirit, where Hegelian dialectics comes from. Um, yeah. I have that 800-page fucking massive tome, and it's impossible to decipher. Um, but so anyway, Heigl says that Hegel says that um, you know he has dialectics. He he created dialectics. You know, like we said, it's you know you create a synthesis out of something that forms from the he, he, he likes to do three. He's like, Hegel really likes three, the number three for some reason, right? Yeah. Like the, the master slave dialectic and just like dialectics in general. Um, so Marx takes Hegel, right? Because they're both uh, German and Marx is like, cool, cool, whatever. So he yeah. takes Hegel and takes his, the way that he views the world and ascribes that, that way of thinking to where he comes up with his own view of the world which he can he calls dialectical materialism right so dialectical materialism is the fact that material conditions rule the way that we see the world right it it rules like everything essentially like our own material conditions so dialectical materialism is a way about talking about right, dialectic a way about talking about the world through materialism right mm -hmm. so he takes dialectical materialism and he ascribes it to history. So he says the history of struggle is class struggle. Yeah. And 
Marx's critique isn't about just capitalism. He sees that there's an inherent flaw in capitalism. Marx's critique is about class struggle, yes, right? Which 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 exists so it, it, exists it, prior. It'll just it after. precludes capitalism. Yeah. Correct. So he sees that there are the haves and the have to simplify it, there are the haves and the have-nots, right? There are the lords and there are the peasants. There are the capitalists and there then there are the uh, you know proletarian, the bourgeois, or the proletarian, whatever, right? Yeah. So Marx sees this and he ascribes this dialectical materialism to history, to all of history, mm-hmm. right? All of human history. The reason, and, and I said this before, right? So so one of Matt's flawed things is Matt says. Oh, we, we, we take race theory and put it on top. We take techno, technolo- like technology and put it on top. That's wrong. Marx already took those into consideration when he created dialectical materialism, right? He explains that he, he says in, in um, I think it's German ideology. I'm not 100% sure which of his writings he says it. But Marx asks, he says, what, what is a Negro? Right, and I'm going to use that term just because right. Marx used it, in, not in a derogatory term. He said, "What is a Negro?" He said, "Is a Negro a slave?" He said, "No." Through capitalism, the United States yeah. wanted to uh, bridge this this uh, wealth gap, right? So they they created slavery, right? Chattel slavery, and he said, "So what did they make?" He said, "They took the Negro." He said, "A Negro is a Negro, right? There is no inherent." slave property in a negro he said a negro is a negro until he is a negro slave so so a negro is not a slave he and a negro who is a slave is a negro slave right right so i'm sorry to say that word a lot i hate yeah it, but, you gotta use but, the terminology right but that's the nomenclature that marx used because that's the nomenclature around at the time and that was like that was that, back in like 1840 that was like how you referred to like that was the cool way that was the nice way that was the that was the calm way. Yeah, that was the progressive yeah. way, right? So I hate yeah. this idea that Marx is racist just because he uses that word, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so he ascribes that, right? And I mean, pro- he probably was racist. Let's be honest, but like I he, mean, he it, uses like, that. Behind, yeah, back then. Like, so so he says that, right? There's no inherent slave-like quality in the Negro. He says it's just that you know this class divide had the 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 need to create a slave class. Right. And so that's what happened. Well, so Marx also, he not only took into consideration race, he took into consideration technology. Right. Means of product. What is the means of production? It's technology. Right. He said they're, 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 the, the difference between history that we know it until the Industrial Revolution is that the Industrial Revolution brought with it the the ownership of the means of production. Whereas if in feudalism, right, let's just say like mercantilism, feudalism, whatever you want to, like any other uh, system of government before capitalism, uh, you had, huh? I was, was going to say, uh, I think it's minoralism, uh, basically referring to like the manor as like the, the seat of like power or whatever, which is uh, uh, actually more accurate to say, to describe like, like feudal Europe is actually more accurate to be like, it's a, was a manorial Europe. Cause like, okay. my, yeah. I, and which is like not an own or anything. I think to me, feudalism, I use it kind of as a catch all. Like yeah. when I was talking about it, I was like, um, it's kind of, it's too annoying. 
I'm just going to use it because it, it, it's a word that came after anyway. Like no one yeah, at the yeah. time looked around well, and said, well, that's the thing. This it, feudalism it, rocks. You know? The isms always come after, right? Like it's not, it's yeah. never like defined before, right? It's always after. But, but the thing is like, and again, Cole, stop me because you're the history guy, right? So yeah. like all of these things happen. And yes, they had class differences. But the problem was that you didn't have the means of production. You didn't have a way to create things by using technology, right? You had labor, you had, uh, you, you had people could take other people's labor, right? You could, you could whatever. But the thing is like capitalism is unique insofar as I have a machine instead of the cobbler creating shoes, right? And having an apprentice under him and having like maybe someone who runs his shop or whatever, the cobbler's still making the shoes, right? But yeah. whereas Nike, Nike's not a cobbler. They're not making the fucking shoes. They own the machines that make the shoes. Right. They, they own the capital, basically. Right. Right. In, in, in the case of Nike, they might not even own the machines. They own the idea of a shoe. Or they own and the then... company that owns the machines. <laughs> right. They own the company that owns the machines, right? Yeah. So, like, and they can mass produce. Radio, so. and, and Yeah, exactly. And they can mass produce these shoes. So, so capitalism is, in, it, like, the the – the technological aspect that Matt Chrisman puts on top or says you can stack more on top of it, it's already there, right? It's already under the means of production. It's already under his class analysis. Now, the thing is, though, class consciousness has nothing to do with any of this, right? Class consciousness has nothing to do with this. This dialectical materialism is a way of seeing the world that could lead to class consciousness, but it's not the top. Class consciousness isn't above historical materialism. It's not about dialectical materialism. Think of it, ideologies like water, right? And I explain yeah. this to you guys through text. Ideologi ideologies like water. It's like water to fish. We don't know that we're swimming through it, but we're swimming through it, right? So through dialectical materialism, saying that the world is run by the material conditions of your existence, right, can lead to you understanding that there are a separation in classes Right, which is class consciousness, you understanding that you're the proletariat versus the petite bourgeois versus the bourgeoisie, right? And all of this leads can lead to class consciousness. But the thing is, class consciousness isn't the isn't the top, because because class consciousness isn't isn't a way, isn't isn't an ideology. Class consciousness is you understanding where you are in the hierarchy. Right, the hierarchy of the world. Dialectical materialism is an ideology. Marxism is an ideology. It is a way of seeing the world. And that's the big big flaw. So if we were to take the pyramid analogy, right? Let's just so go ahead and take the pyramid analogy, right? You were to if you have it, you have everything like under the banner of dialectical materialism, right? You have race relations. You have class consciousness, you have historical materialism, you have technology, you have everything under the banner of dialectical materialism. Because dialectical materialism leads you to seeing why race is different, why technology matters, where you are in society. Gen and, you know, like gender. Gender, gender theory, queer theory. Anything is under, you know, the umbrella of dialectical materialism. Right. yeah. And that's why people say, it, yeah. people say, you know, class reductionist, right? Like we talked about people always saying fas fascist adjacent, people saying yeah. Strasserite, people calling Strasserite. like Fred Strasserite or class reductionist or whatever. It's because they're saying that these people are ignoring race, right? And it's not true. 
these people aren't ignoring race. What they're saying is that race is an invention because there are two different classes. It's not, it's not literally, it's not like us ignoring that there are black people and white people. It's not that at all. It's the fact that there aren't black people and white people. It's the fact that we're people, we're humans. We're all together by class, yeah. We're all together. And that's the thing, like when you look at it through a class analysis, you realize that everything that they say, like, you know, like uh, uh, whatever, like homophobia, like transphobia, racism, sexism, whatever you want to throw out is there because of class. Now, is it, is it 100% because of class, right? There, I guess there are would be inherent prejudices, so you can separate. But why? But why do we separate ourselves into those? Why do we? What, what makes a person white compared to the black? Is it the color of our skin? Is it an inherent quality that we have? No, no. It's the fact that white people, Anglo's in particular, right? We're going to go ahead and just say Anglo-Saxons, right? The people right. who are who are typically on the talk. Anglo, Not the Anglo's proud Saxons. Irish, yes. Exactly. Not the Irish at all. No, never, like, never the Irish. Never the Irish. Yeah. But anyway, like the, the Anglo-Saxon, the wasps, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, those are the top of the, 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 the totem pole because those are the people who are the majority of the bourgeoisie. The capital, like the, the owner class. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to, to expand or maybe to, so I think that so these like sort of bigotries, right? Um, I, I I think that they're not so not hundred percent cause. I don't think that the their existence is only because of capitalism, but I think the way they manifest um, is influenced and is like capitalized on by capitalism. Like, well, the thing is that that the the thing is you have to realize too. It's not caused by capitalism. It's caused by class. There's a difference, right? Like it's right. A, it's a it's it's lumping yourself above people, yeah. Right. So there's a hierarchy that you create, right? So the people with the biggest guns create the fucking hierarchy. The people with the biggest capital, whatever system you want to use, right? Feudalism's like I killed your ancestors better than my your ancestors killed me. So the people with the biggest swords, the biggest guns, the biggest whatever the fuck the type of system is, it's is because of class, right? So race doesn't exist outside of class, right? It's not capitalism. I'm not talking about capitalist classes. I'm talking about class. Okay. So like, for instance, if we were to say that we live in a feudalist society that views Greek people, let's just use an example, Greek people as inferior to fucking white people, right? Let's just say white people are the superior race to Greek people. Right. right. And sure, the reason yes. we're saying that is because it justifies us enslaving those people so they can work in the fields. Right. And that's a class structure. Yeah. So race is only it only exists as a way to enforce class. And, and other um, like aspects, too, um, I was thinking of like, you know, like in Islam, right, like. Or in, or like you know West or uh, kind of Christian European countries too is that you uh, get the same justification for like re- religion in the sense that for like Islam um, they you know were like okay so if you're a you know 
Christian or Jew, right, or a person of the book, then you can exist in here. You just have to pay like extra taxes or whatever. And also other rules that basically ensured that their religious differences were exemplified. Like, you know, no one would mistake them for being like, a, you know, a Muslim or like uh, like a, a, a true citizen of like the Islamic world or whatever. Um, and pagans, but for like pagans, for like people who didn't um, ascribe to anything related to um you know, the book, right. You know, um, pagans were basically like, they could go whole hog on, they could butcher them, force them to convert, steal all their shit. So in that sense, they're using religious difference to enforce, to basically put, you know, um, on a general uh, basis, like Muslims in like a, um, like the, um, higher class than anyone else. And this, and to fuel like, conquest to fuel the empire is that you and that and that you know like opens up lanes of expansion and conquest like you could go basically power through all of like you know north africa because they're all like pagans there so you could power through and do whatever you wanted there um you could go into like whatever central asia like the steppes like all these 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 areas where they're major. They're mostly pagan, so you're 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 you can allow yourself to basically ruthlessly uh, take them over. And the same for like Christians too. Like the Crusades were basically using the justification of religion to uh, you know, in like basically plunder like the Muslim empires, which were very rich and like powerful at the time. Like the goal of the Crusades were to take Jerusalem, uh, which was, you know, basically a backwater. Like it, it, you know, held no value. But while you're there, just plunder the shit out of it. Take all. And a lot of like that, that was the onus is that you if you're not if you're not someone who has made a name for themselves, you don't really have like money. You could be like, okay, I'll join up with the Crusades and go over there. Because like literally they're like like the justification is they're heretics they're muslim like jews there too you could do whatever you want to them it like they have been totally separated from like your definition of humanity so all their stuff is basically yours at that point you just have to go take it and so that's what they did and they used this for like the byzantines too who were like a different type of christian so you know the fourth crusade was basically just like oh uh we can't like we, we can't make it to the Holy Land, but we're in Constantinople. I guess we'll just take all their shit, too. They're weird and Greek, so we'll just take their shit. So circling back to the original point, which was yeah. Matt, Matt Christman's video, yeah. I've, I've heard the, the stuff he was saying, which was ultimately just saying like people were being class reductionist and Marx was being class reductionist and ignoring all these new developments or something. Like uh what do what was the what was the actual issue he was trying to get at and how do you you know um like explain to those people that you're like you you i don't know it seems like he's just is he making a problem where there is no issue or are the people actually like you know is this an actual issue that he's trying to address asking me or matt uh either one um, I mean, 
I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Josh is asking if. if oh, I'll ask the question again because I think you're talking to somebody else. Um, so, Matt, circling back to the very beginning with Matt Chrisman, uh, I've heard his critique from a lot of other people, you know, calling people out for being class reductionists or saying Marx class reductionists. Is he creating a problem where it doesn't exist? Or are there actually people that maybe need to hear that message? And he's just explaining it wrong. Like, what's the deal? Like, what do we take away from this? I think that uh, I think that he's like essentially he's trying to like take a, a I want to say like an ahistorical like belief or ideology, right? And trying to ascribe like modern thought to it, right? So after Marx, we have like a bunch of different. Um, you know, a bunch of different like theories, right? We have like feminist theory, queer theory, whatever. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to take those things and say that Marx is like, all those are building blocks on top of Marxism, right? Which Marx already covers those. Like, it's not like it doesn't, like Marxism isn't like a thing where it's like, okay, well, well, Marxism was the, the end thought. So we're, we're not building more on top of it. Right. Or, or like, even like we need to build more on top of it. Marx is just a, a Marxism is just a theory that it's a theory of economics. It's a theory of like a way of governing, right? That is a critique of capitalism. Where whereas like you know, feminist theory talks about like the patriarchy. You know, queer theory talks about homophobia. You know, all this type of stuff. So what what ultimately I feel like Matt's doing is Matt Christman's trying to create this like this thought where no Marx isn't class reductionist because Marxism is a building block. It's the base of the Lego set where you build on. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is like Marx isn't that Marxism isn't that Marxism isn't a Lego set. Ideologies aren't Lego sets. You don't build them on top of each other. Ideologies coexist and then they don't coexist. So like, so Marxism is like, you know, you have Marxism, you have feminist theory, you have queer theory. Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm getting called. Uh, that's what's happening right currently. I'm getting people are saying. So we are we uh, we are almost at the hour mark. So I want um, hey you guys talk about fucking what you call it. I see. I'm getting I'm getting sung. Okay, I was gonna say maybe next time we'll talk about fucking dipshits in Venezuela. Getting okay. captured yeah, there will probably be more developments that come out in the next week, and we can talk about it more then too. Jesus yeah. Christ, they, they really want you. Yeah. Last, last note. Uh, pyramids are usually kind of dumb for explaining things. They're overly simple. Um, the for me the the feudal pyramid, uh, which is used to ta- teach like you know feudalist class stru- or, or societal structures, stupid. It's not right. It's an interlocking, interconnecting web of relationships. It's not a fucking pyramid. And I don't think um, taking Marxism itself and being like it's a pyramid. I I don't. I just. I think it's it's super it's overly simple. It does not capture really the whole picture. Even if you're when you're explaining something is like you know maybe even rigid like like caste system in India like that a pyramid does not totally capture anything. I feel like it's overly simple. It it it's bad. Also, it, it, it's weird. It's almost like pyramids don't accurate, accurately describe like human interactions and ideology. Okay, that's the last thing for me. Guys, thanks, man. Have fun, dude. All right. All right. All right. Well, Cole, was there anything else on your plate you wanted to discuss before we um, take off? Uh, I, I I had like something. Well, I guess two things. One is that I, I put myself in like an existential depression last week because I read this um, 
Uh, not really. I, I, I'm exaggerating. But I read this piece about a guy who went like cave crawling in Utah and got stuck in a fissure upside down. So like he was basically stuck like with his head, basically stuck head first in a fissure and couldn't get out. And then this like rescue team and like the way you was stuck was like the worst way you could be stuck in a cave where literally only his feet are like poking out and the, 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 the ceiling, right. is like basically right on it. So like pulling him out was like, basically after a while, they're like, well, to pull him out, we'll have to break his legs, but the shock could kill him because he's like all his blood pooling into his brain, which is like bad. <laughs> um, Not good. There's no circulation. So they spend like 20 hours trying to pull him out. And then like they wrapped, um, they managed to get like a pulley system in place and they were actually like pulling him out. Like they were getting him um, like probably going to break his legs. So he might've died anyway, but they were like going to get him out. And then the pulley system like broke and he just like slid back into the fissure. <laughs> and then he was like, and they, they could talk to him too, because like he, you know, he was stuck head first and they could get people down there to talk to him. And then like when that happened, he's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to die in here. Aren't I? And then he did. And he fucking died in the tiny ass crack. And and I was so upset by that, but also angry. I was like, because I read in the story that there were like two other people who had gotten stuck like that, who had gotten stuck in the caves, but they got pulled out. They didn't die, but it took, you know, whatever, like 14 hours each time. And I was like, Blow this fucking cave up, destroy it, like close it down. Never let anyone in here ever again because it's awful. And they they did eventually, but also too is like I I hate caves. I'm ne- I, I'm not going in one. I'm never going cave crawling. That's stupid, right? Which I told my girlfriend this story, and she was like, oh, "I actually like cave crawling. Like you can do that on your. Own. <laughs> you can, I'll wait outside in the car with like a walkie talkie. You you go fucking do that, but um." Like, I just, it's, to me, it's like one of those like things I find about humanity to be annoying is how just arrogant we are about stuff. Like a cave, like a fissure, right? It's just, it's just something that occurred naturally. It's going to not going to be there after a while, right? The earth will shift or whatever. It's not a personal challenge to you. I've like, I was reading this and like one of the rescuers, like, the people who were talking to him the most was talking about how she got into caving. And she was like, Oh, I got stuck under like in this tiny tunnel once. And I had to like slowly wiggle my way out for 30 minutes. And I was like, you know what? That was like, you know, and I, and I, and I came out of it wanting to overcome more. And I was like, fuck you. No, that was a message to never do this shit. Like it just, it just like, I, I don't know. It just feels so like, like she was like, Oh, I actually, you know, I had this big phobia of cramped spaces in the dark. And so I decided to make it like, that's good. That prevents you from doing that shit. If you're scared of being stuck in a, a cold, dark, cramped place, you'll never go into a cave. And guess what? You'll never die in a fucking cave either. So maybe don't do that. Like we take things that are like, bred into us from like biology, like things we're scared of for good reason. And we just go, Oh, I'm actually going to like intentionally overcome that and put myself in situations where I'll die. Like, Oh, oh, oh we're scared of snakes because snakes are deadly venomous. Oh, I'm going to make myself a snake guy. Oh, I died from a fucking snake bite. Well, that's because I wasn't scared of them anymore. Um, so I read that and it's 
it depressed the shit out of me because I was like, I can't imagine really like a like that to me is like a bad way to go. It is so unnecessary. Don't go in a fucking cave. Seal them all up. Get rid of them. <laughs> Every Just cave find, in the world. Just find seal your, them up. No, for real. Seal them up. Find your fucking your kicks above ground. Sorry. You can't go below sea level. <laughs> Just whatever. Uh, and the other thing, if I can keep talking, was um, uh, that guy, I think he is was the head of the Young Turks, the, that broadcast, that like media company or whatever. That, like, Wait, the guy who did, died? Like, no, no. It's, his name like Sink, C-E-N-K. Oh, Cenk Uger or whatever? Cenk Uger. Basically tweeting like, like, so I live in the South. We live in the South. We live in Georgia. Yeah. Um, I can recognize how fucked up, I mean, how utterly eternally messed up this place is. I understand that. I see like the racism, the, the, the fucking, like our government, our governments run by ghouls, by private school psychopaths. Like we have like, everything's MAGA seems like I can see all that. Right. So, but anytime like, like, like West coast, like East coast, like liberal elite people talk shit about the south i get i, I get very angry because i'm like fuck like because like they're not doing it like i do it because i like you know hate the injustice we live under i want to make i want to like fix things right and i i do while recognizing that uh, you know the people it are are you know especially like they're capable of being shitty but i still want to like you know, take like I want things to be better for them. Exactly right? for everybody, even the well, shitty people. Absolutely right. Like, you know, obviously being like, yeah, there's they shitty do awful things. We like that video of that guy being gunned down by these two fucking assholes in a pickup truck. Like that shit happens here, and I hate that. And I those guys should be put into like a mulcher. But like, anytime, like in this guy specifically, like um, the tweet was. Like paraphrasing, basically saying, "Oh, if we had like a real like strong Democrat in office, they would um, cut off all aid to the red states." And he goes on to say, "The red states are welfare queens," which is a Reagan era like classist racist shit. Like, like Reagan like coined that specifically so people would would think of like black people on welfare as like subhuman, and he's just using it here. Um, describing them as as welfare states that 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 are par- like parasitic, like leeches leeches off like blue states, and they should beg for like handouts. They they should be made to beg for for money. And seeing that, like, first of all, like if I'm any Republican in the South, I take that tweet and um, I put it in a commercial right where there's nothing else, it's just that tweet, and I just over. The the picture I just repeat. This is what Democrats think of you. Yeah, like how they else you're trash? You they think you're yeah. unworthy. They think you're uh, degenerate, inbred hillbilly who you, you know. Made, yeah, yeah. You they should make, get on your hands and knees and beg yeah. the 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 elites and the the smart people on the the West and uh, you know, like you said, New York or L.A. or wherever these people are located. Because um, I totally get that. It's like. This, like you can say, yeah, this, there's a lot of injustice happening in the South. There's a lot of, but the thing is, bigotry isn't unique to the South. It happens in California. It happens in Oregon. It happens in those places. Like there's bigots there too, which is where historically known more as a racist hotbed. 
but it's it's a, a a thing that happens all throughout the United States. It's not just regionalized to one specific area. And yeah. you you look at like okay, why is the South? Why are people like this? Maybe because yeah. we have some of the the highest levels of poverty. We have some of the worst education systems. Like there's you know yeah, material there's- and historical reasons why people might be Trump supporters because maybe they're not as educated and maybe they didn't get the same opportunities that people like Chank or these people in power got. And so you can blame them up into a point. Obviously you should say, Hey, you know, don't be a fucking bigot. Um, You don't shoot like black teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a murdering racist asshole. Um, But that doesn't mean you write off an entire population because there's racists that live Especially there. considering the population in the South is like a good percentage of it is like African-American. Minority. Like, like, yeah. Like, so like you're saying and also that dumb <laughs> that fucking bitch Charlotte Clymer because um, like you know the liberal thing was like Brian Kemp's an idiot. It's like, also too you could talk shit about Brian Kemp all day. Oh yeah go he, off. He is a ghoul. He deserves to be like that's it. That's what I, but I feel like like people don't make don't people don't understand that Brian Kemp's actions do not hurt him ever. No. The actions no. of the, the the state government only hurt like like basically major like mostly minority poor folks, right? Mostly, yeah. Like in in Georgia, the percentage of people like the, the percentage of a COVID patient is like seventy five percent black. So the people getting like Brian Kemp's actions hurt black people usually, mm-hmm. or, or like we've seen majority, right? Yeah. So when you Act smug, and this is what she did. She posted like just you know uh, the story was like Georgia reports like a, like thousands of new cases like right after opening, right? And you act smug and you go, oh, "I'm just gonna sip my coffee and get what they asked for." It's like you're literally saying, "I am fine with like black people dying to prove my point." So I can act smug and go, well, no, look at that. Oh, those idiots, they really asked for it. It's like Brian Kemp did this. He's the one that like, – yeah. like you want to act smug about him being a fucking dumbass, cool. But like understanding that his actions don't hurt him. Like this is no big own on him. He doesn't care. You think – like if anyone thinks that Brian Kemp actually cares that cases went up, he doesn't. Insofar as it hurts his po- political career, if it doesn't, like if if – like he's going to come out of the spine. So he does not care. So acting smug about this is just showing that you do not, you're fine with people suffering. Like as long as it proves your point, as long as you can feel smug about it, as long as Mm. you can make your little tweets, you can, you can basically make it very clear that you have utter disdain for anyone living below the Mason Dixon line. Like you could just say like all those, all those pigs and hogs, they deserve, they deserve this. They deserve to fucking eat at the trough of COVID and die because, and I, you know, secure in my understanding that, oh, if only we had Democrats in charge, like if we had Democrats in charge, like Colorado has a democratic governor and they're opening after whatever, like giving the bear, like, you know, what, like lip service to like quarantine right they're doing that you know cuomo would be doing the same thing if it wasn't like the epicenter the only reason he's keeping the state closed is because so many fucking people are dying that he acts like he's forced to he's even come out and said you know he wants to balance the deaths with the economy it's the 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 gap between kemp and cuomo is not as large as you think it is it's a lot more it has a lot more to do with the way they present themselves 
and the states they run. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so being Democrat does not make you immune to being uh, like to, to, to doesn't make you a good person. Like you're yeah. not better than somebody no. just because well, you're well, a Democrat. <laughs> Well, yeah. they're really shitty. The ones exactly. in power or the ones in the establishment are. Exactly. Um, so if we had Cuomo here, like, you know, maybe a percentage better. But like you said, uh, Cuomo's trying to cut Medicaid and Medicare. He's trying to, like, allow people to profit off of coronavirus. He's, he doesn't have good intentions here. Uh, and Kemp just ha- happens to be, like, the bottom of the cesspool that is the Republicans. Like, you know, he just happens to be one of the yeah. worst. Yeah. So, and I just, to me, like, um, there's like a, like, even before I kind of have my like current political like takes, like, I remember there being a segment on, um, it was after Colbert left and they're trying to, you know, replace him, replace his show. And they had Larry David, um, who was, uh, who was on the daily show and he had his, basically he'd come after, after John Stewart and he'd like the Larry David show or whatever. Right. Which is basically like just like, like the daily show, but like just centered around like black people. Right. It was not like a, a bad thing. I'm just saying yeah. like, that's just, that was the structure. It was that Larry David's like, I'm going to focus some more on like black issues. Right. Um, but there was one segment where it was him and a guest and they were talking about uh, guns. Like, it was something to do with the South. Right. And it brought up like, you know, gun rights or whatever. And Larry David starts out by being like, well, I knew we weren't going to th- get anything done after like Sandy Hook, like if people were finding kids dying. Right. Right. Which is like not a point I disagree with. But then um, they start talking about how like, oh, we'll never get the guns out of like the South, like never. Like they'll die. Like they love their guns. Like we'll never do it. You know, they need the AR-15 to go hunting. Right. And then one of, and then uh, I think Larry David was like. Yeah, well, maybe they'll like go hunting and shoot each other, and then like, and they're like, yeah, it'd be great if the rednecks shot each other, and I was like, I was so fucking mad. I was like, these like like fuck you for like just because I know it doesn't come out of any. It comes out of just a pure disgust for for like like whatever like and like redneck like lower class like like white trash like throw that word around all the time like it just comes from disgust for people you see as lower than you and mm-hmm. it's like okay i know like folks in the south are racist right if you're a black man you probably are like you know yeah i i i understand the animus it's just this the way of going about it just felt so smug and and just like, yeah, they'll just kill all each other and that'll be great. You know, they'll just yeah. kill each other. And it's like, fuck, you know, fuck you, fuck anyone who lives there. Like, it's not like, you know, you're the, you know, like, it's not like you're, you know, at the mercy of like your shitty, the p- shitty people in charge. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, you know, yeah. Fuck you. And I was like, I, I, you know, I'll talk shit about Georgia all day. I often do, right? Like I'll I'll point out these things. I'll talk about the South and its in failures or whatever, right? It's just that anytime these people bring it up, I always just feel like it's it's coming from this place of like smug satisfaction that they're I live in California. You know, I live in New York. Oh, we're so blue, so progressive. And it's like, fuck you. You've you you <laughs> like you like Ah, just fuck. They have plenty of they like the same issues in Georgia are happening in California and New York, and yeah. and and, yeah. and pretending that you know those states are somehow immune to race issues 
or class issues is just uh, preposterous. And and but the, the difference between you criticizing the South and and their way of doing it, one, I don't think you're advocating advocating for people to get killed over this or want people to die. Like you're not bloodshed should not be a part of owning anybody. Yeah. You, you know, and, and the difference is they're coming from a place of power where you're like, you are a Southerner. You're critiquing yeah. the your peers maybe, or um, the, the area you live in. It's a lot different than doing it from your ivory tower. Um, yeah, so absolutely. I definitely, definitely agree with that. I, uh, I need to get going. So okay. I appreciate it. Um, we'll talk more next week probably around the same time, same day. So, all right, see you guys. All right.